Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Happy holidays, everybody. Welcome to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, the Happy Holidays edition, or the Holiday Edition, a podcast where myself, comedian and writer Dane Baptiste, and my producer friend, BAFTA winning! (laughs) (laughs) Howard Cohen, aka The Hizzer. Hello! That's right, that's right. And a mix of very special guests pose the questions that need to be asked, and we're talking everything from, well, today... We are talking everything. This is going to be a nice we're holiday talking, yeah, retrospective. We're talking, we're talking everything from January 2019 to December, December 2019, 2019, as we saw it on the Question Everything podcast. It's kind of a, a review of the year. This is our year in review. This is like, you know, that end of episodes uh, episode where you do... The, it's a clip show. It's the clip we're show. We're doing the clip show. By the same Fresh time... Fresh Prince did it. Fresh Prince did, did it. Friends did it. Um, I can tell you for a fact, everybody loves Raymond did it. Um, not oh, as pr- prolifically, but they did no, it. No, but they did it. They um, did it. Simpsons yeah, always do it. I'm not sure I really like those shows but we're still doing it yeah but you know what it is now we're in the industry I understand why they exist well do you know what it is it's because on you know this come, will come out at the end of the year and not really everyone's going to want a whole new episode then it feels like it's unfair on the guests you know people are full of turkey I don't yeah, know yeah I don't, I don't want them to make too much effort I don't, but miss, also, I don't want them to miss a good episode exactly and also at the same time I feel like uh, I feel like with this with retrospective because we want to resolve to be better in the new year right mm. that's how we learn we yeah. have a look at what we, where we've come from and where we're going to go in the future. And it's been a long year. This has been our first full year of Question Everything. Last year it began, so this was 2018 it began, 2019 the year we're just finishing up is, is a full year of it. It's been a big year for us. We've, we've, we've sustained this podcast, kept it going. Start, and we started off at the, uh, the, the, the dairy? It was the dairy in Brixton in, in 2018 and then we moved the over moved to, to the ministry. We moved to the ministry. We've moved around a little we bit as you around. might hear. We had to go to Richard Osman. We had to go to his, his hey, building man. but that was fine. Excuse me but if it wasn't somewhat nomadic in our travels yeah. would you even be... Well, yeah. We had a couple of complaints about sound quality but listen, it was Richard Osman so you want to hear from him didn't you? So we had yeah, to, you know, we have to, yeah. We have, we have to, to make it. That, it. that was, it was fun. That was fun. It, it was a great you know, crazy. My, one of my biggest memories in terms of our, tr- just our physical travels between uh, recording spaces Oh, yeah. Was the time the time when that uh, French Bordeaux took a big shit outside the studio <laughs> at a dairy. Yeah. Why is that still in my head? I don't know. It must have been an incredible shit. I mean, just shit outside of water is, or outside. When, you, when, when there's shit and there's like no water to suppress that smell mm. or like no flora to absorb that. Well, you say the water's going to help. But I mean, you've worked in an office space. You know what Monday mornings are like. I haven't been to an office space for a long time, but I know what Monday mornings oh, are like. It's just like, who had a heavy weekend? Everyone, yeah. by, the, by the smell of it. Do you know what's usually crazy about like office toilets as well? Yeah. I, I used to go use the toilet before it got to the point where I'm like, because people come to the mm. toilet and they'll come in and it'll just be like this straight out. And I'm like, you shouldn't wait until you're that close to touching cloth before you go yeah. to the toilet. Like I prepare myself to open people my People say bowels. they've got busy schedules, but you know, not that busy. I'm not too busy. I'm sorry. Like if you can't, 
take off your underwear with, with, with confidence, yeah. then mm -hmm. I'm not sure if you're actually doing proper time management and if you're that efficient a member of the hey, workforce. something to look at in 2020. That's right, if guys. That's you. Take care of your intestines and your colon. <laughs> like, don't wait until your turtle, turtle heading, right? That's mm, the one. Yeah, don't yeah, wait yeah. until your turtle heading or clutching cloth before you go to the bathroom. Yeah. I've seen it happen. And also, wash your hands. What's wrong with you? Listen, guys, like at time of think recording. Think it through. Just think, think, it, it, think, think it, it through. Don't because you'd rather wash your hands and use a sanitary station at work than have to use one in mm. A&E. But it's been a hell of a year on Question Everything. It's been a hell of a year on Question Everything. What? It's been great, man. It's been some amazing serendipitous well, occasions. What's interesting, and we were talking about this, is, is that we get a really varied mix of people on the show. I know a lot of people love comedians, you know, like yourself, Dane, uh, and the Comedians Podcasts. And I think, you know, we've skirted around a load of different kind of content on this show. And sometimes it's funny, just pure funny. Like, I was looking back over the episodes, and Reese James was an episode I remember cackling throughout because he's one of the funniest, funniest people I've ever come across. Reese James is, is, is one of the funniest writers and comedians I know. And I feel like he is actually slept on. And as solitary as this art form is, where everyone's like, no one sees my genius. I, I can say, yeah, no, people don't really see uh, Reese's genius. Reese was uh, a very early adopter of, uh, of Twitter, even back when it was 140 characters. Had a lot of good parts in there. Uh, if you've heard a very good... Uh, Umbro joke, uh, Umbro joke. Uh, oh, yeah. wrote that. Uh, he wrote on Good News. Uh, I worked with him on the Levenish, which was great. Um, he's just a very funny guy that unfortunately just suffers with the Benjamin Button disease. But he, I mean, the clip we're going to play was when uh, his analysis of the story. Do you remember I said I was going to get into a fight <laughs> yeah. in Urban Outfitters? Yeah. <laughs> his response <laughs> is amazing. Someone really fucked me. Off. Someone really fucked me off in public, and, and for just for a very brief second, I thought, should I hit this? Person? Should I go and attack this person? And then I realised, no, obviously, I'm not that guy. Right? I'm, you know, if I was that guy, that'd be a real problem, right? Uh, and it can me think, well, I've, I've never really been in a fight, mm. and I was, so therefore, I was asked the question to the pair of you. Have you ever been in a fight? Well, it does sort of go back to that <laughs> time, doesn't it? Well, yeah. first of all, I want to dissect what you just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? I need far more information. <laughs> well, I, I was... Someone fucked you off. Is that all we're going to hear? Yeah. Someone fucked me off and I nearly beat them up and I didn't. Which, do you what, know what would you it's do? It's so trivial, no. It's so trivial. It's just the way people act in public. Dane talks about this. Like, people I not... Mean, it's insane. I mean, I was saying, not I was being... saying that, Howard, it does sound like when you said I'm keeping time away from my Jewish family, you made Murder, <laughs> Inc., clearly. <laughs> <laughs> You know what it is? It's it, 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 it being in a queue and someone is just so blissfully unaware that anyone else is in this queue. Yeah. Just think about it. If you know you're going to be ages, I'm only fucking just... And I'm getting to the point with this guy who's just like, I'm going to kill this man if I have to listen to him try and exchange this fucking thing. And I was literally at the point where I, was, I don't know whether it's because I had a hangover, whatever it was, I was like, I'm genuinely thinking about physically assaulting this man. So this, okay, so this is in a situation, oh, look, I totally get what you're saying, yeah. the idea. It is very annoying, yes, when someone is taking a long time in front of you in a queue. It's, mm. it's as annoying, if not more annoying, when someone just stops. That's the thing that annoys me the most. Stops because when walking. you're walking yeah. along oh. or you're at an escalator, you're on an escalator, you get to the top mm. and someone decides to stop because they've got to get a ticket or something. The difference you go, there, there are a million though. people being pushed towards you mm. and this is infuriating. That is a waste of time, of course. You're the, waiting for someone to oh, do that. and he was so um, long. I mean, like, I don't even want to, I don't want to be in Urban Outfitters any time I of my life. onto this fire and include the people who know their stop is coming up and wait until the train arrives at that stop and then they're like, why won't anybody let me off the train? Because you should have been by the fucking door when it got to, <laughs> yeah. to your stop. We all know the etiquette. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pro immigration, yeah. completely liberal when it comes to immigration. But I'm, I've got some conservative leanings where tourism is concerned. And if you still don't know by now, <laughs> you should stand on the right hand side, yeah. getting back on the plane, <laughs> turn them around, back on the boat. And that said, it. right, all of that said, I didn't. I can't just punch a bloke because he's just... taking ages in front of you. <laughs> it's like, how do you know the, 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 the exchange policy? You know, it's an exchange policy. It's, it's, it's obvious. You haven't got the receipt. It's just like after a while, so I he doesn't just, even have a receipt. He didn't have the receipt. And I was right. like, I'm I was angry. looking at this I'm guy. Angry. I've got. I've got, Did it have the tag in it? I don't know, but I was just at a point where I'm like, I'm now taking off my headphones to listen to you because I've been standing here so fucking long. I'm sweating, and it's like this is supposed to be my Christmas, you prick. Like, and I was getting so angry. Sorry, this is on Christmas Day. No, it's like a few <laughs> days afterwards when my wife didn't like her presents, and I was like, okay. just thinking to myself. So it sounds like we know what you're really angry about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's not about. Oh, so we've got. Not about suggesting that I'm a good person. Let's make that no, no, clear. No, no, that's the one capable of projection. Actually, I should clarify. I guess I, I just assumed it was a bloke. Maybe I'm giving you too much credit there. <laughs> yeah. It was a bloke. This dusty old bitch. Oh, that looks like someone's wife who's also <laughs> furious with her presents. Who does that remind me of? I can feel my fist pumping. <laughs> So that was Reese James. Reese is great. Uh, also, uh, when I wrote my sitcom, mm. uh, the BBC were like, for some reason, they were like, you need to have another writer because I guess the idea that I could write it myself was just anathema to them. But they were mm. like, we need to get another writer. And I was like, well, unless it's Reese James, I'm not budging. Wow. Yeah. That's the rating of the. Of the well, journey. yeah. I mean, given from the list of talent that they had at the BBC, I was like, this is one of the only people I work with. So. Well, speaking of the sitcom, obviously, someone else who was in the show, but also on mm. the podcast this year is the amazing Catherine Ryan. Catherine Ryan, a.k.a. Cathbum, a.k.a. The Duchess, a.k.a. Incomparable person. Incomparable. Lil Big Mama. <laughs> She's the best. And you guys go way, way back, which you we can tell when back. you listen to the show. Oh, right? for sure, yeah, we go way back. Uh, me and Catherine uh, have a uh, great bond in that, uh, as we were talking, but like I, when I was trying to get uh, work just as tour support mm. and no one else was interested in taking me, and Catherine was uh, the first person that offered me work as an opening act. Oh, wow. And uh, it was an amazing trip. And I started off, I think I did the first one I did was uh, Nature's Candy, right, I think. Right. And uh, yeah, seeing Catherine and how her uh, brand has, and her profile has grown mm. over the years has been really inspiring and, and she, great to watch. Uh, and not changed at all. She broke some news on this show which then became news across the country, which That's was right. her incredible reuniting story with her first boyfriend. Bobby K. Yeah. Shout out Bobby K, by the way. Do we uh, know if, how it's still going? It's going great. I saw them, wow. last time I saw them, I was doing a gig in uh, Banbury and I saw them together and they look great. Crazy story. It's a crazy story. This is it. This is Catherine breaking the news on the first medium uh, she told but it It's on. the kind of story that Catherine Ryan could speak into existence. Yeah. Like Catherine Ryan has a... Uh, she has oriented her life to make it the coolest, funniest rom-com ever. <laughs> and I feel like there will be a heightened version of that uh, that will be a very successful uh, box set mm. on uh, Netflix very soon. I have a feeling. <laughs> I recently travelled back to Canada and I saw more of Canada on that trip than I ever saw when I was a resident of Canada because I was a child from a small town, anytime we traveled, we went to go see my dad's family in Ireland. And you're not often a tourist in your own country, yeah. I find. So I had been out west a little bit to see Calgary and Vancouver and Edmonton. Mostly I'd stuck around Toronto and my own little place that I was from. And then you wouldn't believe what happened. Here's some gossip and I haven't even had any wine. When does this podcast come out? Uh, soon. Okay. Well, that depends on the temperature of the gossip. Ooh, <laughs> might be still true. Might be done. Who knows? Okay. 
So I travel back home and I put on Instagram, oh, I'm in Canada. I'm going to go like have a drink with my sister. Can anyone recommend any good bars? And in the back of my mind, I knew because I'm a witch controlled by the moon. <laughs> I sort of knew that my ex-boyfriend, ex-ex-ex-boyfriend when I was 15 years old was going to get in touch and tell me where to go. I just knew. Mm. Um, I'd seen on the gram that he was divorced. I was like... He's reaching out. And so he, he, <laughs> he was like, go to this bar. And I was like, okay, I'll go there with my sister. You should come for a drink. He came. Ooh, how long was the last time you saw this guy? 15 years ago. Fuck. No, 20 years ago. Almost Fuck. 20 years ago. I'm 35. I keep forgetting. Fuck. So I haven't seen him at all for like probably between 18 to 20 years. Anyway, we're back together and he's moving to the UK tomorrow. Fast forward, yeah. Isn't that so cute? That's so it's cute. That was not what I expected that story to end. <laughs> at all. Go again. What? Go yeah. again. That's the most amazing. You hadn't heard from this guy for 20 years? No. And then I was in Canada. And so now I love Canada because obviously I spent some time with him that evening. And then um, I carried on doing the Canadian things that I had to do. And I've never really but spoke I've got so fondly. many questions about that first bit. So what did you, yeah. you met him at the bar and you, and, and, uh, you well, you, dot, 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 Howard. You never, know, I remember any, you know, up, Howard. I don't remember all the details. <laughs> what is this in love? They I went, like hearing love they stories. They went for ice cream. Yeah, <laughs> we got a cat and stayed in separate rooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's true love. Um, no, but, I mean, was it weird when you saw him for the first time? Well, it was kind of gross because I hate that we were together when we were like 15 16 it kind of makes me sick now but i think two pedos cancel each other out yeah so we're, we're in the clear <laughs> on that statement. the uh, molestation the old molestation crucible yeah i don't really trust anyone who fancied me when i was like 15 and 16 <laughs> you fancied him when you were 15 i know that's why it's so Pido, gross Pido, right? i'm like remember if the gop kills a banker <laughs> it's the same principle <laughs> it's the same principle God, hell of a story. Great story. So for those of you listening, tell your friends because we get the exclusives on Dame Baptiste questions everything. Because <laughs> we, we knew that before the tabloids did. Yeah, yeah. So was... guys, if you want to get the up and coming stuff. You Jonathan could, Ross Show was behind us on that one. There you go. And also, uh, yeah, Catherine will be appearing in her own sitcom very soon on Netflix. But yeah. keep in mind which sitcom she was on first, who yeah. saw the skills and potential. Um, that was a really amazing record because we got Catherine and she was just available and we just made it happen. Uh, really quickly and then I think the next week we recorded our first ever live recording of Question Everything at Up the Creek do you remember? Which was a great one uh, for those who don't know Up the Creek is my uh, resident uh, and most adjacent comedy club around the corner from where I used to live uh, and it's also the comedy club I am signed to so I was the flagship and the first act to be signed to Up the Creek Comedy Club mm. which has now become the enormous uh, powerhouse brand that is UTC Artist Management oh yeah with, uh, with, with Tez Mo yeah Tez Ilias Mo Gilligan, uh, Kay, Kay Kurd, Sophie Willen, yeah, yeah. Uh, Babatunde Aleshi, yeah, yeah. Michael Odawale, who was a recipient for Best Newcomer. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's... the hits keep. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'm coming, man. And, and, and to record it the first time live, Dane would... I mean, don't mind me saying this. It, it was a li- we had a little bit of trepidation going into front of an audience for the first time because oh, we're bricked, not just telling jokes. I bricked it. You put it very nicely. There, but yeah, we're just trying to keep their attention without yeah using comedy. But well, because uh, because because we knew there would be some laughter because you know between me, you, and Tiff and, and George, there has to be some laughter. But but to do it in the way we did it and to you know to go really deep, you know, with some of the questions, you know, George asked a really pertinent question about you know what you would choose between you know kind of peace and uh, you know on on the street and. And kind of peace, generally. It was a really fascinating question, but there were really fun moments where we had the audience laughing, which was a first time for us on this podcast. Oh, for sure, yeah. And uh, it was, it really kind of, yeah, opened my door, my eyes to doors of a new aesthetic in mm. terms of like being able to have like roundtable discussion and also have some comedy in there as well. So yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, I like that incarnation as being a little bit of a talk show host. And I'm really uh, grateful for Tiffany and George Poet, Tiffany Stevenson, if you didn't know, mm. guys, and George the Poet. And also, th- shout out. D as well. Oh yeah, tech. That was sound quality is great. He's great, the man. The clip we're going to play is, is is we're talking about um, <laughs> talking about accents and voices, and it was one of the most interesting observations because obviously we could do that as the four of us in a room. We might make each other laugh, but it was really making each other laugh talking about how much we did or didn't like our own voices. <laughs> yeah. And Dane, really, you're not a fan of your voice. It's the worst. We all accept it, Dane. You're going to have to move on. It's I. It's, it's I've had to watch myself back, and that's the worst. Oh. Hate your voice? I mean, you can hate my voice, fine, but okay. But do you do hate my voice? Right? I hate your voice. <laughs> so glad you said that. <laughs> but do you do you like the sound of your own voice? Because I've become quite self-conscious because people keep saying to me, mm. "You sound like Paul Merton." I got an interesting relationship with my voice. Um, when when I was a kid, I was a singer. Then my voice started to break, and I saw failure on the horizon. So I just ran and became a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. And, it's a, it's um, a common story. <laughs> so just, you know how many out of work garage MCs are <laughs> rappers now? Just, just, just running. But um, uh, as a rapper, I, I just learned more about cadence and breathing. And I learned how to not sound like the rapper that you have in your mind. I just learned how to sound like yourself, which is how I just came to poetry just started adapting the rap and the style to fit my conversational rhythms. Now, see, rhythm. <laughs> but um, now, I'm, now I know how to record and make myself sound on record how I want to sound. Mm. The problem is, when I close my mouth, my voice continues and it never shuts <laughs> up. And I find that really, really irritating. And it troubles you, right? Yeah, it does. Is that, is that, is that like a particular, like when you're trying to go to sleep, you mean like internal monologue or just... Um, I, I, I think I've got a hyperactive imagination right now for the benefit of the listening audience. I'm wearing a hoodie with uh, Mickey Mouse on it and a jacket ostentatiously with Mickey Mouse also <laughs> on the back. And, um, Which works. So don't, <laughs> it's really don't, working. Believe, believe in your source, George. Shall we? Uh, <laughs> but I'm really into imagination. Thank you for the compliment, by the way. But I'm really into imagination. I've got a hyperactive imagination. As I'm consuming information, all your stories, everything I'm hearing tonight, Disney World is happening in the back of my mind yeah, yeah. while I'm trying to process what you're saying in the yeah, front. Yeah. So, um, 
It's nice to know, isn't it? <laughs> so this is why my podcast sounds the way it does. It's just er- it's er- erratic and crazy. Yeah. But um, it's all in my voice. And I find it fascinating that when I talk to you, you can hear my voice in sound waves. But when I close my mouth, I can still hear my voice even though not a sound is being made. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same for all of you with your internal voices. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about your voice, Tiff? That's, do they call that the, the, the chatter, isn't it? It's like a this constant... Yeah. I, I'm trying to explore this, actually, for my new show because my voice sounds the way it sounds. I talk the way I talk. But I often wonder if I talk like Joanna Lumley. <laughs> whether I'd have Joanna Lumley's life. And I find voices <laughs> fascinating. So like that, you know, like that, um, the American, oh my God, vocal fry, that kind of sound. Um, because men find it sexy when you're frying your words. Hashtag not all men. Hashtag not all men. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag never going hard again. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of fascinated by voices and accents and how we assume certain things about someone by the sound of their voice Mm, and the regional accent so for example recently um alessandro strumia who was the italian astrophysicist who got in trouble at cern because he um he said that that women didn't make as good physicists um, before you all emailing, kicking off, I'm approximating like I'm, you know, a roundabout, right? right. Then I heard him talk and he sounded like this, Italian astrophysicist, like I want to talk about string theory and the Eisenberg uncertainty principle. No, you don't, Gino DeCampo. Like, what's happening there? <laughs> so I just assume, <laughs> I assume that this guy can't do science because he sounds like that, which is ridiculous. Um, but I, but the great thing about being in America is, is I can invent who I want to be. Yeah. So I can oh. be Joanna Lumley if I want to. Um, but there is, in America, they hear your voice in a different way. Yeah. I, was in the, I was in the South, I was in Louisiana, and whenever anybody met me, they said, oh my God, listen to her voice. She sounds like the queen. <laughs> and I was like, I sound like a chimney sweep. Like, anyone from the UK would know that. So that was amazing doing a live record. You know, I, when we started this, I hoped we'd be able to get an audience to do your live events. And now we've done it there. We did it at Latitude, which is great. And 2020, hopefully doing it live elsewhere is the plan. We want it to be a continuing trend of yeah. both doing the live podcast and me doing live comedy, maybe combining the both, depending we've got, on if we can get the uh, overlap of audience. But yeah. Well, the thing that we, you know, as a producer, I hoped this podcast would achieve is to offer a uh, addition to the persona and profile that Dane has as a comedian, which is, I always say, one of the most thought-provoking comedians on the circuit, uh, and you have been for which for, everyone says. But you like, have been for many say, years. Yeah, but we, yeah, it's it's. Uh, and so your podcast should reflect. Oh, for sure, and yeah. it definitely does. And it, yeah, and I hope it does. And it's for it's for and this is like you know this is not about any kind of so far as the theme of the podcast is not about any kind of uh, personal aspiration just to realise profile. It's genuine to stimulate conversation and for people to question mm. everything. And the more in practice we get in doing that then I think we can be a part of a brick in the wall uh, for social change. And nothing on this podcast has had the response. I mean, we've had some incredible responses to episodes, but nothing quite like when we had the writer and activist George Monbiot on, who, you know, bringing George and Dane together, I remember it's so vivid watching you guys on the sofa. And George, you know, I don't, you'd met that many people like George and if George met that many people like you. By the time yeah. that podcast was over, it was the most meaningful connection of minds because really he was. was speaking such obvious 
meaningful truth. Yeah, it was for me, it was a very validating episode. And I feel like sometimes when I do question these things, I think most people uh, have, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess people are somewhat guarded or very rigid in their belief or a lot of cognitive dissonance mm. because some of the stuff we might discuss or question uh, might attack their reality. And uh, George Monbiot was great because it was like, as a comedian, and I guess we really could say this, he was saying what I was thinking. And this clip is of him talking about and us talking about uh, if economic growth is ruining the planet, which, hey, you can make your own mind up. So my question is, should we bring economic growth to an end? Mm. Mm. That's a serious question. Well, the reason I'm asking it is that everything we're seeing, the great big pile-up, the massive environmental cock-up we're seeing worldwide... Uh is basically being driven above all else by economic growth. Yes. Now, economic growth is the religion of our times. You question it, immediately people start screaming at you, even if you just ask the question. Yep. I mean, actually, I'm quite grateful no one has yet screamed at me. <laughs> um, I'm sure I'm sure there's people at home doing so right now. But if you look at the last 40 years, our use of resources worldwide has tripled. So triple the use of the minerals, the timber all the stuff with the oil, we're digging out the ground, um, and, of course, you know, the pollution that comes from it. People say, well, you know, you can have growth without all that stuff. You can do what they call decoupling, where they say, you know, you, you can have the invisible economy growing and it doesn't use materials. It just doesn't happen that way. No. You know, I know environmental consultants who make a good living from encouraging companies to go green, and what do they do with that good living? Oh, they buy themselves a flight to go to Thailand and have a great holiday. <laughs> and they might buy themselves some fancy car. It might have a battery, you know, it might be an electric car, but, you know, where do all the components come from? Where exactly. does the lithium come from? And it just, and, and at the moment, you know, we're using about 70 uh, billion tonnes of resources per year, which is uh, the sustainable level is about 50. If... Um, even if you have the maximum possible decoupling, by 2050, it's going to be 95. And, you know, and if you don't have the maximum possible, it's going to be 130, 150, 180. Wow. I mean, this is way, way off the scale. And they say, oh, well, we don't want that much growth. We only want 3%. And you say, well, 3% growth, that's a doubling of economic activity every 24 years. So already... We've got this massive global environmental crisis because of the amount of stuff we're using, a lot of which is completely useless. You know, the, the mm. half the economy relies on selling total junk to people, you know, rubbish. No one needs it. It goes straight in the bin. Um, you know, after you've looked at it and tittered for a bit, you know, bang, straight in the bin. And already we're breaching environmental limits. So you want to double that again in 24 years mm. and then double it again in 48 years. So that's four times, quadruple what we've already done to the planet in 48 years. I mean, where's, how are we going to do it? Where it's something in our culture, right? Can I just say before we begin, George, where you been? All these dinner parties I've been getting laughed out of <laughs> for reading too deeply into this stuff. I would have loved all of these statistics then. <laughs> Because I've been saying to people, discussing these issues about economic growth and, and that being done through the paradigm of us raw capitalism is a faith-based system which can't continue, which depends on exploitation of what are finite resources. I've been saying this for ages and people look at me like I'm fucking insane. And now 
finally someone actually gets it. So I'm just going to say, fucking finally. <laughs> Jesus Christ. People- so that's the year of Question Everything, Dane. That was George. It's been a good year. And, and I mean, I know, and those are just some of the highlights, man. Mm. We've, uh, oh, there's so many others. Phil Wang, Scroobius Pip. Phil Wang's got Scroobius Pip. Jo- uh, Gary Young. Gary, oh, I was Jamelia. Jamelia. Trisha. Trisha. She's potentially just coming out. Haven't just come out. If you missed Trisha, she's the last episode. It's just there. Happened. You go, guys. So we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep them coming and make sure that you know. Well, well, some like I, guys need to understand. We we went we rocked up to Latitude. And oh. we're just out here just getting Vox Pops from people who walks up to us. Connie Huck and Richard Curtis. Yeah, that's coming in January. I think that one's going to come. There you go. So, so that's yeah. more to look up to next year. But guys, basically, this is a positive podcast, which uh, questions the reality and, you know, creates a nice reality for the listener and stuff. So we are very, very grateful for the support, guys. Um, keep sending happy. it over. We want your re- reviews keep on iTunes, over. please. Keep, keep sending in reviews. Keep sending uh, keep uh, sending in questions as well. Oh, we love the well. questions we love the Twitter. questions. You can get us on Twitter and Instagram at DBQE Podcast. Pod. And that's on all your good socials. And what we will do as well, guys, is that uh, as... What we introduced for the new year is that we're going to maybe do some uh, live shows on mm. social media so we can ask your questions live and direct. Um, but in the meantime, guys, thank you so much for your continued support. We hope this podcast continues to grow and uh, you continue to support. Uh, let's send a shout out to Howard, who's the BAFTA winner. Ow! Yeah, hardcore. That's right. So uh, we're going to stay busy, stay working hard for uh, you guys. Big year for you with the tour. Dane's got a tour in Chocolate 2020. Chocolate Chip is out 2020, guys. So if you want to see what this is all going to culminate in, then come and watch me at the, sh- uh, the, the uh, on the tour. It'd be great mm. to see you guys. And thank so you. Thank you out. for listening, guys. It's been a, a great year. Here's to 2020 being the same. 2020, happy holidays. Keep questioning everything. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to Dane Baptiste Questions Everything, hosted by Dane Baptiste. For more from Dane, go to danebaptiste.co.uk or follow him at DaneBaptweets. The show is produced by me, Howard Cohen. You can follow me on Twitter at the Howard Cohen. Thanks to Polly and Gelly. Hey, if you like what you've been listening to, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Thanks for listening. And remember, question everything. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.